Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 36. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. So it's another week, another episode, and um, our guest is up extremely early in the morning to join us, which I'm extremely grateful for. So uh, she is armed with a cup of joe, and um, today we have a great guest, Pamela Gold. Morning, Pamela. Good morning, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, it's absolutely a pleasure. So, Pamela, what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, talk, obviously tell our listeners the, a little bit about you, and then we're going to mm-hmm. dive straight in and have some fun. Sounds great. Okay, so Pamela grew up on her family apple farm in upstate New York, graduated from Yale University, and then entered the business world in New York City, where she was the point person on an IPO at the age of 24. Leaving the workforce to start a family, she founded West Village Parents and went on to pursue her passions for fitness and wellness. It was through this pursuit that she discovered yoga, which connected her love of philosophy, science and psychology and wellness and eventually led her to discover her life's work. Teaching inner peace is the key to our greatest evolution and ultimately world peace. Her book, Find More Strength, Five Pillars to Unlock Unlimited Power and Happiness, is full of tragedy to triumph personal stories, along with actionable tools to help increase power and happiness in life. Pamela, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. I appreciate that fabulous introduction. Oh, it, 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 it is an absolute honor, an absolute honor, and also to have someone from New York as well, which is very cool. Oh, thank you so much. It's cool to be speaking to someone across the way. <laughs> so Pamela, tell us a little bit about your journey into becoming, you know, the the person that you are, what led you to write the book and that sort of thing. Yeah, thank you so much. So uh, my journey, you know, I think for all of us, you know, starts when we're when we're children, right? We we're figuring out our way in the world, we're figuring out who we are, how to get what we want and what we want right out of life. And so from the time that I was little, I was fierce. I always wanted to get whatever I wanted. And I always had a very strong opinion about what that was. And so from a very young age, I knew I wanted to be strong. And of course, as, as I matured, my definition of strength matured as well, and it evolved. Um, and it, it became really obvious to me. I think by around fifth grade, I had a big life lesson about kindness, mm-hmm. that if I wasn't being kind and I didn't have strong relationships, uh, that, that something was out of alignment for me. So, you know, when I was really little, I was pretty tough to be around. But by the time I, I got to kind of the end of grade school, I had figured out that, that I really wanted to be caring about people all the time. So that kind of set, set the stage for everything that came. And then, you know, I was always entrepreneurial. My dad opened up a baseball card shop when I was in high school for me to run. Um, you know, at Yale, I actually was, was running nightclubs with my boyfriend at the time, um, which some of the stories in the book are, are about, you know, the, the trials and tribulations and the pain that came with that. My mom was really sick when I was in high school as well. So there was a lot of, um, you know, early, early trials and tribulations and things that were really hard to handle, um, you know, dealing with illness, something I know that you have experience with. Um, and so from a young age, I, I wanted to achieve a lot and I had a lot of challenges, which forced me to get to a deeper and deeper place with how to solve the big life challenges. Like, what do you really want in life? What's really important in life? What's going to make you happy? And how do you achieve your definition of success? 
So that kind of set the stage. And then, you know, after you get out of college, you, you, you find your way, you have some, some jobs and, and, you know, everything kind of led to where I am now, which is realizing that I'm meant to be sharing this wisdom about inner strength leading towards inner peace, eventually towards world peace. Mm. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So what for you, because I suppose one thing is it, it's amazing that you had that insight and self-awareness even at a young age where that's what you yeah. wanted to do because yeah. you know quite often you hear of people they discover it later on in life I think I was 30 35 I think really well, well 30 30 when that happened so it was like yeah it's an amazing well, in thing. some ways well in some ways I had a lot of self-awareness but in other ways I didn't and I think that that's one of the really important you know, life lessons too for me was that in some ways I was very self-aware and I was very driven, but in other ways I was so lost, right? Like mm. I didn't actually discover what my creativity and purpose was until late in life, which is just, you know, a few years ago, 35, I think is, is kind of a spot on age for that yeah. for me as well. Um, so it's, it's interesting how in some ways we can be so aware and then other ways be so blocked, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And for you, did you even, because obviously you, you went to New York, you worked in, in an IPO and all of that sort of stuff. Mm, was yeah. While you were doing that, was there that drive to start on your own or was it because you left to start a family that then that entrepreneurial sort of re-kicked back in? You know, I think I was very, I felt, I'm a very flexible person. Okay. And so when I found myself kind of in a startup environment, which I mean, we had 18 locations when I first joined the company. So it was, it was a well-established company. Mm. Um, but we were, you know, three years shy of the IPO at that point. Um, but being in, in that environment, it was a great breeding ground and learning ground for running a, a larger organization, learning about scalability, learning about growing an organization from, you know, 18 locations to over a hundred locations. Mm. Um, so I kind of was flexible in that I could have started my own thing and started from scratch or taking a, an organization that was already established a little bit, right. Mm. Already had kind of proof of concept, already had, you know, operational chops, you know, already kind of under its belt and, and helping to grow it. So I really felt like I was capable mm. of doing either. And I love the entrepreneurial spirit and I love the risks and I love being nimble. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I also feel very capable of running kind of a larger organization too. So, you know, I had that flexibility, that I, I felt capable. I've always been a very kind of confident person. You know, I, I, I dream big, shoot for the stars. And so, um, I tend to, to maybe be overly confident if I err on a side one way or the other. I don't okay. know. Uh, okay. Um, That's not that necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting though, because I think, you know, you have to know yourself and, and if you're a parent, you have to know your kids. It's the same kind of lessons when you're parenting, yeah. um, whether your child errs on the side of being overly conservative or if they err on the side of being maybe impulsive, a little bit, you know, extra risk taking, which, you know, as a parent, you, you want to be mindful of and figure yeah. that out, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the, it's one of those things that a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I teach when I ended up discovering that was number one it was really to be to, to reconnect with the family again because mm, yeah. with being ill it was just something that it it wasn't something I was I think mentally capable of doing at that moment in time so yeah. it's a it's an interesting thing so when you started to do um the yoga and the wellness and that's you know mm, that's yep. sort of sped up and ignited that sort of passion yep. The it's obviously still very important to you. Mm, yes. Now and yes. I think one of the challenges that I always find when speaking with the the entrepreneurs is you've got 
you've got kind of like different pots. You've got some people that just mm-hmm. think sleep and wellness is the nice things to do or the things mm-hmm. to do when you're sick, <laughs> the things to do when the business is successful because mm-hmm. you need to consume you yourself. Need to pay the with, bills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need to consume yourself with that. And then mm-hmm. there's the other pot that go, no, no, no. Part of that maintaining this optimum performance machine in uh, both enjoying life and work is yeah. that high maintenance. And what are the challenges you've had with that? Well, I think the first challenge is awareness, right? I think mm. you hit the nail on the head that, you know, you have some people that are very focused on achievement, right? Mm. Outward achievement, and they're willing to, to compromise or sacrifice yeah. self-care, yeah. Um, because they feel like they can and they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I think with, I would say, maturity and awareness, um, maybe life experience or, you know, look, everybody's different. Um, mm-hmm. I will, though, go out on a limb and say that self-care is fundamental, mm-hmm. that at some point, if you're not caring for yourself, your ability to produce, your ability to be creative, your ability to lead, your ability to you know, to teach and, and to do all this external work mm. will be compromised. Yeah. So I think the first challenge is the awareness and the maturity mm. to prioritize self-care, um, to say that if I do not prioritize my meditation in the morning, my workout, eating good food, getting good sleep as much as possible, mm. um, that everything else that I do all day long will not be as good as it would be if I took these steps to ensure that I could be on point and have the energy and my body is going to be, you know, as healthy as possible. Because if, if you know, if our body isn't healthy, everything else is going to have to go to the side. Yeah. So I think the biggest challenge that I've had with that is the maturity mm. and the awareness of, um, you know, prioritizing that. Mm. Because when I was younger, I didn't. When I was younger, I felt immortal. I felt yeah. like I could yeah, yeah, yeah. eat whatever I wanted and I could eat whatever I wanted and yeah. still and still be, you know, seem like I looked great. Yeah. Um, but what's going on inside, you know, will catch up to you eventually. So I think that was the biggest challenge for me and the biggest aha and biggest shift over the last bunch of years for sure. Yeah. And it's, it, and it's that, it's, it, it is that thing, isn't it? I mean, we, we talk about awareness, but in, with unfortunately with some people, there's the ignorance as well, mm-hmm. that they just don't, they they kind of like look at a lot of this personal development stuff and a lot of the stuff that you and I do is mm-hmm. woo-woo stuff. Yeah, they're and, sure they know, right? Yeah, yeah they're, exactly. they're sure they know yeah. better, yeah. Yeah. right? Absolutely. And each of us has to know what's right for ourselves. Yeah. And we're all human beings yeah. that have these bodies that are, you know, miracles, but they're kind of like, you know, machines that you yeah. need to honor with yeah. proper nutrients, right? If you yeah. had a car and you didn't take good care of it, yeah. eventually it's going to break down and yeah. our bodies are really similar. Yeah, yeah. And and they last you longer. Yeah. <laughs> they better. You can go, yeah, exactly. You can go and get if a don't, new- don't, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. You can go and get a new car if it's, if, you know, if things start breaking yeah. down, you can't with it, you can't with yeah. your body. And it's, yeah. and it's that, and it's, it's that, um, energy management that we have with, with also our physical, but also our cognitive, um, energy that we mm-hmm. need as well in order to reach that level of performance as well. Absolutely. So for you, you talk about the the five pillars to mm. um, unlock uh, the power of unlimited power and happiness. Could you go through a couple of those to give us some examples? Absolutely. So none of these are linear, and I okay. go in order um, simply because 
you have to when you're writing a book, but they're all interconnected. And I like using the analogy of a tree because it's very similar to the parts of a tree. If you had a tree um, that didn't have strong roots or a strong trunk, strong branches, you know, strong system to move nutrients, um, any one of those missing and the tree won't be strong. So it's the same with the five pillars. And so I start the first pillar off with gratitude because if there were kind of roots to our power and happiness, gratitude would be that. Um, And gratitude in some ways is, you know, the simplest, um, because I, I, I don't think many people would argue with the power of gratitude. Um, you know, we all kind of embrace, I, I hope, that that being in an, having an attitude of gratitude, as, as Tony Robbins says, or many people say, um, is, is a huge shift in empowering perspective that will help us kind of yeah. in any situation navigate something that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. Help us be happy, help us find power in, in tough situations. Um, but gratitude is hard. It is not easy. Mm-hmm. I think as we all can, can share as well, that in the face of pain, mm-hmm. in the face of things not going the way that our brain really wanted them to go, it is hard mm-hmm. to connect with gratitude. So in, in the gratitude section, one of the biggest things I talk about is just the challenges of, of how to overcome the way that our brain is wired to um, move out of a place of gratitude in the face of pain and challenges and to kind of shift the perspective um, of, you know, everything that happens to us, even if it's out of alignment with what we thought we wanted, even if it causes a lot of pain, even if it's a deeply painful, you know, tragic situation. I do believe that everything happens as part of this, you know, a, a larger purpose, a tapestry of the flow of life. Mm. Um, there was this beautiful movie called Collateral Beauty that talks about in the face of pain and tragedy, you know, look for the collateral beauty. There are other things that are happening that are beautiful. Um, so the challenge of gratitude is how to shift your mindset in the face of those challenges as quickly as possible, as consistently as possible to get to that, you know, state of, okay, where, where is the silver lining? Where is the collateral beauty? Where is the lesson? Where's the opportunity here? Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard to do that. So practicing gratitude when it's easy, right? As you go about your yeah. day to really kind of pave those pathways, right? The the brain cells that that fire together, wire together. So mm-hmm. as, as much as you can throughout your day, practice gratitude. So then when it's harder, you have that muscle memory and it's it's more of an automatic thing. So that's that's the first pillar. Yeah, that's really that's a really interesting one because I remember when before I was um ill. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that belief of life as a life that your life is kind of like in some ways mapped out in some way, shape or form. What, mm-hmm. what your experience is a, I don't know, I guess the way I look at mm-hmm. it now is the way you look at it now is, is it's paved to make you stronger, better. Yeah. Um, because I know that when, when I was ill, as you say, pain, you know, when you're going through the pain, it was like, I don't understand why I'm going through this. Yeah, you want to know why yeah. and all those things. And, yeah. and, and, and what you're, the questions that you're asking yourself drag you deeper, don't mm-hmm. take you up. And, exactly. And then all of a sudden is, it was the, well, okay, let's, when I, I guess when I had that rebirth, the reborn, re, the switch or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it was looking at that point of, well, actually, what is it that I'm grateful for? Because mm-hmm. my my whole focus was was looking for the 
the realistically the crap that's in my life. That's that's what right. my my focus was. And our brain is wired for that, right? Yeah, that they call it the negativity. Um, what is it? Negativity re- response or bias? That's it. Yeah. Negativity bias. It's early. Mm. Rick Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, you know, our brain is wired for that. It's evolutionary, right? We yeah. want to, you know, keep ourselves safe. We want to survive. So our brain is wired to catch all the negative things. Yeah. So we really need to to kind of rewire that, override mm. that kind of wiring. Yeah. And it's we're, we're all human. We all have that. Yeah. So it's natural yeah. to 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 have that kind of interaction with the world and we have the power to overcome it and to say, you know what, that was great when I was out, you know, in the, the, the fields and trying to survive and I might be attacked by a lion or a bear, but that's not what our life is now. We're really, really fortunate yeah. to have so much safety, yeah. right? So much security, so much opportunity to kind of take things to a higher, higher level on, you know, the hierarchy of needs. So, yeah. you know, that awareness and that we can overcome this and then doing the work and it's practice makes progress. That's the thing about yeah. my book and these five pillars is that, you know, inner strength is just like outer strength. If we mm-hmm. practice these things all day long, we will make progress and we will get stronger in these areas. Yeah. And that's really simple and it's really powerful. Yeah, and and it doesn't to make an, a massive impact on your life. You don't have to do complicated, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's yep. the biggest lesson I learned is it was looking at going, wow, okay, why is something that you know to 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 say to be grateful for something is yeah. The answer is really simple. It's, yeah, it's yeah. surprising. Yeah, and be, <laughs> I'm and shocked. I, actually. Yeah, actually, and because because it's simple, <laughs> people don't think it can be that easy. Right, and right. it's it's a it's a it's a real interesting sort of dichotomy uh-huh. of the way things flip yeah. over. You know, like so we're, we're our own worst enemies. You we, know, we have to get out of our own way. And it's how how our brain is wired to survive instead of thrive, and yeah. we need to overcome it and say, you know what, I'm good on survival. Yeah, I'm good. I I can rise above this. I have so much security. The threats that I keep popping up, which we'll talk about when we get to courage, yeah. but they're not. Most of them are not real in the moment physical threats. So we don't no. need to be in fight or flight. No. Absolutely. It's hard yeah, to, yeah. to get to that point and to make that shift. Be like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. I don't, I'm not being attacked by a lion here. I don't yeah. need to be freaking yeah. out. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so give us a, give us some more of the pillars. Sure, I, I can jump to courage. Courage okay. is is the third. Um, you know, the, the courage is just so fundamental, right? I mean, yeah. if we're not, there's a great, I think, Hemingway quote that as human beings, the only value we add to the world are the risks we're willing to take. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being brave, cultivating courage is fundamental mm. to achieving greatness on any level and, yeah. and achieving happiness and, and making the world a better place in any way. Like we have to at least get to courage to mm. be able to put ourselves out there in the world and be creative. I mean, you can't be creative without courage. If, no. if you're creating something, of course, you're in a vulnerable place. Place. So obviously the power of courage, I don't think anyone would disagree, hopefully with, with the power of mm. courage. And as we know, it is extremely hard. Oftentimes, you know, our brain is wired to see, you know, the threats and to get stuck on them. And we're wired to go and fight or flight as fast as possible, way faster than our higher brain can operate. So that gets triggered. Our whole body goes into fight or flight. So we need to start to practice how to override fight or flight, get ourselves back into the parasympathetic nervous system Mm. so we can think clearly, be calm, you know, and see what the next best move is in the face of whatever triggered us, right? And we get triggered Unfortunately, all day long, oftentimes by things that aren't even in the present moment. 
So for me, the first step in practicing courage is learning to skillfully navigate our fear. Mm -hmm. And the first step in in skillfully navigating our our fears is mindfully asking a question saying, you know, is there an actual physical imminent threat right now? Um, If so, okay, fine. Fight or flight. If you're being attacked by a lion, I'm not saying, or a dog, don't probably not being attacked by a lion very often, hopefully. (laughs) Uh, But Yes. If there's a physical threat, I'm not saying to stop, take a breath, assess. Of course not. But most of the time when we're getting triggered into our fight or flight, going into this place of fear, there's not an imminent threat. And so we need to ask ourselves, what's going on here? And we need to get as close as possible to that fear or to that pain, because often it's pain that's triggering the fear, right? Yeah. And so we want to get as close to that as possible. We want to ask a lot of questions and really put this fight or flight reaction, which is super important evolutionarily. Mm. Most of the time, it's not helping us these days. So we need to learn to get out of that and into a higher cognitive state. And we can practice it all day long when it's little, like Mm. triggers, So then when it's bigger triggers, we have access to that strength to be skillful in the face of our fear. Yeah. And also that's another good point you make is, is, is the fact is, is practice this all the time. Mm -hmm. Don't just wait until you need it. Cause when you, when you need it, your skill sets may, you know, may not be up there to the, to test that thing. And I think that's a, that's a valuable lesson to learn. Just like going to the gym, you know, you train, you practice, you don't just suddenly expect that you can, you know, deadlift 150 pounds, you know, you, you you work up to it and you have faith that you're going to grow. You have faith that you're going to make progress, right? You have to have that faith and openness. Openness is the fifth pillar. So they all, they all work together. You have to be open to growth. You have to believe in yourself, right? These are all interconnected, Um, practices. And the cool thing is they're practices and skills. Mm. So they get better. Like our, we're so judgmental, which is another kind of problem that comes with not being open and it comes with how our brain is wired, Mm. but we close down to the possibility of growth, to the possibility of healing. And that is, you know, huge. And we, we cannot allow that to happen. We have to always keep at least a sliver of openness Mm. to the fact that, yeah, I can learn, I can get better. I may never be the strongest, the fastest, bravest but yeah. i if i practice and keep practicing i will get stronger yeah no that's that's brilliant and before we before we um go into the second part of the show i i want to ask you is is um i am um and i know that the, the people who know me when i say mm-hmm. this they're going to burst into hysterics but i'm i'm, I'm really intrigued about yoga um mm-hmm. to 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 look at it and for you how have you found yoga's helped you with your your performance and your mm. your your self awareness and all of that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. How have you found that that's that's helped let you me, in that? Let me just say that it has been the biggest game changer, right? The okay. biggest transformation. Okay. Um, imaginable. Okay. And I say that with absolute seriousness. And let me also tell you that when I first tried yoga, I hated it. Okay. I was like, are you kidding me? I only have an hour away from my children. Okay. I need to be working up a sweat. I need to be punching something, kicking something. I am a type A, (laughs) go, 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 action, make things happen. Heaven forbid someone asks me to be still or do nothing. I'm like, what? (laughs) 
And so when I first tried yoga, I hated it. I had a friend who forced me to do privates with her where at least the person was introducing me to the poses. So at least I was like, not because when you combine, like having to be still doing something I'm not comfortable with, like I was not, especially when I was younger. Oh my goodness. I was not someone who liked to not know what they were doing. I liked to be an overachiever. And if I wasn't an overachiever, I was going to figure it out fast. Mm. But if it didn't make sense to me, like why would I even take the time to figure out yoga? It was like, (sighs) there was nothing about it that resonated with me at all. Okay. And so it was only after being dragged. Mm. And then I was dragged to another class in five second story. When I was 19, I was in a bookstore in Denver, Colorado, getting a book and a book fell off the shelf. And it was this book called a path with heart. And it's about like a Buddhist kind of open heart mentality. And so it fell off the shelf. So I was like, well, I guess I'll buy it. And it was the most beautiful book. And it really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Fast forward 15, 20 years, my friend dragged me to a yoga class. And what book does this yoga teacher start reading out of? That same book. And I was like, and I hadn't picked that book up in like 10 years, being a parent and all that, I kind of had abandoned all that that stuff. And so I had that happen and I was like, all right, I'll try again. I'll come. And then I, I went a couple times and I started feeling so good afterwards, Jeff. (sighs) And I was like, all right, I think there's something to this. And so then I committed. I said, for two two days a week, for a month, I'm going to go. And that was it. And I haven't looked back. And the stillness, the clarity, the precision, Mm. my my ability to be inside of myself and be in touch with what's right for me and not be looking for external validation. Mm. Everything that is in this book, the five pillars, this mm. deep wisdom, this awareness that I certainly did not have access to as I went about my life making a mess of things many years ago and not so long ago, to be honest. <laughs> not as, you know, it's a journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that has come from yoga. Right. So I encourage you and everyone, mm. let's give it a chance. You know, I was convinced that it was not right for me mm. and it wasn't until leaning into it. It wasn't until learning about the bigger philosophy behind it, that it's not just the physical practice, that there are these other pieces. And I was like, oh, this is really, because I've always been philosophical. I've always been trying to figure everything out, right? Mm. I want to understand why we're here. I want to understand how to be the best me I can be. And yoga answers answers all that. And I didn't realize that that really is what yoga is. The the physical practice is only one eighth of what yoga really is. What yoga really is, is a system to figure everything out and to be amazing. So, you know, who doesn't want that, right? I may have to to give that a go. But I can guarantee there will be no videos of that for at least until I get good at it. (laughs) Out of your comfort zone, you know, out of your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeff here and great news. My Success IQ Elite Coaching Program is about to open its doors again. This is my one-to-one year-long bespoke coaching program that is designed for those of you who are serious about your success. Those of you who are wanting to level up and enjoy the success in business and life. Spaces are limited and it's based on a first-come, first-served basis. So it's time to take the necessary steps that are required to create that success in your life. It's time to stop existing and start living the life that you dreamed of. Visit www.successiqelite.com, register your interest, and I'll send the information direct to your mailbox. Take care and wish you the greatest success. 
Welcome back to the second part of the show where I get an opportunity to ask our guest, Pamela, seven questions, actually eight questions now, of that I ask every single guest on the show because it really does create a common thread of approaches, mindsets, and, and performance tips. So are you ready, Pamela? I hope so. Okay, so number one is how much time a week do you spend on self-development? A lot. Um, if I had to put hours on it, every day I meditate, mm -hmm. every day I work out okay. in some way. Mm -hmm. So right there, that's at least an hour and a half a day. Yeah. At least. Okay. And I read every day. Okay. And, and I'm constantly learning. Mm. So, so much of my day, I would honestly say, Jeff, if I had to say, I would say about a third of my day is set aside in some way for self-development um, between learning, you know, online, reading books, meeting with people. You know, I look at networking mm. as self-development because I, I yeah. go into any kind of meeting as a learning opportunity, right? How can I be of service and how can I grow? Yeah. So, you know, that's my mindset a lot of the time. Mm. And then how can I kind of give back? Right. So yeah. it's like that balance, but it's, I'm really heavy on that for sure. No, that's brilliant. No, fantastic. Excellent. Question number two is what is your favorite personal development book and why? Another excellent question. I would have to say Eckhart Tolle's The New Earth okay. is the book that shifted things for me in a way that I hadn't yet kind of unlocked. Right. And it's definitely not for everyone, but for me, the time and place that someone recommended it and I picked it up, it shined a light on things that it was kind of like I had a, a rough outline of how I thought things worked. Mm. And I was pretty clear on that rough outline. And then his book suddenly was like, bam, like the color and the detail filling in the outline, mm. it was just a huge shift for me. So I'm not going to say it's for everyone, mm. but for me, that was the book that was just a huge, huge shift. Yeah, I love books like that. I love books that just there's there's something that they and and books are those things, aren't they? To some people, they don't speak. Yeah, it's to, time and place, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. just uh, I really do have faith that like the right books and the right yeah. teachers come into your life yeah. at the right time. Absolutely. So, absolutely, you know, just keep reading and keep trying to find that book. <laughs> yeah, and you'll become <laughs> smarter as you do it anyway. So that's, yeah, that's a benefit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. question number three is: What is your favorite app? Spotify. Okay, I love music. Music is something that, on a really deep level, um is really, really supports me yeah. kind of in being in the flow. Yeah. Right. And depending on my mood, uh, it could be, you know, dance music, it could be kind of more grounding acoustic stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love all kinds of music yeah. and having music in my life at the tip of my fingers like that yeah. has, is, is, is a huge, you know, life, life hack, I guess it makes my life a lot better. So yeah, I'm just going with Spotify. Yeah, no, I love that. I think, I think it's one of the things I've realized over the last few years is is that that it is it, it can be a rapid mood changer yeah you know? it's powerful yeah. it's a great practice yeah and it speaks to so many different levels of your soul 
Yeah. It keeps you, you in the moment. Yeah. You know, you're in the present moment enjoying. Yeah. Um, and it kind of recalibrates if you need recalibration. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a there's an there's a an artist that I absolutely love. Um he's called Tim McMorris. And he, he he writes it's it's really all the music he writes is positive positive stuff. Um awesome. and there's you know, I'm it's one of the in fact I love this tune so much. There was a I think you went on, it was a promotion for an advert. So it was like an advert tune. It was like, mm -hmm. I don't know, $18. And I actually bought that song for $18 because when I listened to it, I just felt so yeah. good. And I was awesome. like, that's the most, expensive, most expensive <laughs> track I have ever spent. Or the cheapest therapy. To, or you the know, cheapest, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it depends, I suppose. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. It's all about mindset. Right? Exactly. So question number four is, what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? So I think that overall, my biggest business mistake was taking a job out of fear. Okay. Um, and I don't know if that counts. Does that count since yeah, it's no. not the entrepreneurial, but it's the, the other side well, of no, it? No, but it's a very good, it's a, it's, it's a good idea. It's a good lesson in the sense of yeah. the, what it did. Yeah. And in the end, I mean, it, it taught me a lot. I mean, I definitely was in that role for a reason. And I learned so much, um, you know, skill-based stuff that, that was integral to my development. So I certainly don't have any regrets. Um, but I think in general, what I know now and looking back and, and knowing how to recognize when I'm in a place of fear and when I'm making a decision out of fear, um, is huge. Having that awareness and really committing to owning that, figuring it out and really committing to, not doing that. Right. When I, yeah. when I'm making a decision, I really make sure I get into a place of kind of love and faith and clarity mm. and bravery, right. Mm. That courage, making a decision out of courage always, you know, in my very strong estimation, I mean, it's again, not if you're being attacked by a lion, right. You don't want to yeah. bravely, you know, yeah. fight off the lion. That is not smart. No. So <laughs> the exception is in that case, but as we go through life, if we allow bravery and joy, to drive our decisions, I have deep, deep, um, you know, faith that that will always kind of lead us to our kind of quickest, highest good, right? Otherwise, yeah. we have a life lesson, right? We'll yeah. end up somewhere where we have some painful lessons yeah. that, oh, see, that decision actually yeah. <laughs> is a learning opportunity. It's a it's a grow moment instead of a glow moment. Yeah. So I think that 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 one particular uh, taking a job out of fear and then kind of suffering through mm -hmm. that dynamic was, I think, the biggest lesson for me. No, that's fantastic. That's brilliant. Okay, question number five is, what are your challenges in, I'm changing the wording now because I used to call it work-life balance, but what mm -hmm. are the challenges in balancing life and work mm -hmm. and how do you manage them? Sure. So, you know, I think that the biggest challenge is being in touch with myself, right? Okay. And and having that awareness of what's right for me and not looking for external validation or external um, you know, judgments or or sign markers on whether I'm on the right right path yeah. for balancing life and work, right? Because if we look around at what everyone else is doing, we're very quickly going to feel inadequate. Yeah. And what is right for anyone else is not what's right for me. So the biggest challenge is not falling into that trap and yeah. staying in touch with what's right for me, what feels in alignment for me at any given moment. And so at any given moment, maybe I'm meant to 
you know, ditch work and go take care of my kids and my husband. Yeah. Or maybe at any given moment, I meant to say, sorry, guys, this is on you. Mom's got something that she has to go take care of. Yeah. And we are the only person that can be in touch with that for ourselves. Mm. So the biggest challenge is staying in touch with that, trusting that, knowing that, right? Having yeah. that awareness, that clarity, and not looking around to see what everyone else is doing. Yeah. That is the biggest thing. No, I think that's brilliant. Excellent. Okay. Number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Mm. Okay. So um, navigating this this middle path between courage Mm -hmm. and surrender. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like the serenity prayer. I don't know if Mm. you're familiar with that. It's like, all right. What is in your power to change? Yeah. Like what is the the work mm-hmm. that you can do to manifest, to make things happen the mm-hmm. way that you want? Yeah. And then what are the times and mm-hmm. the things that you need to surrender on? And surrender is a really triggering word for a lot of people. And it really was for me as a younger person, not that long ago even. Yeah. Because surrender is like giving up. And it's like, hell no, I'm not gonna give up. I'm I'm a beast. I'm yeah. fierce. I am going to push through. Yeah. I'm going to make this happen come hell or high water. If I need to force people, I'm going to force them. Mm-hmm. Right. And grit is awesome. Having that courage, getting back up, no matter how many times you get knocked down. Absolutely. But there's this other point, this other kind of edge of, imagine if you're going down a river, right. And one bank is, is kind of giving up and, and, you know, not, not getting back up, not being resilient, not being gritty, right? We don't want we don't want to hit that bank and crash mm-hmm. into that bank. But the other bank, which is a really important bank to to steer clear of, is you know forcing things that aren't right and not letting go and taking things personally and and getting all you know fired up in ways that actually end up working against you in the long run. Yeah. So finding that kind of middle path where you are both gritty and graceful, mm-hmm. where you're working within the flow of what is coming your way, the opportunities that are coming your way, and recognizing when something isn't a good fit, that it'll behoove you to let that relationship go. Because if you if you force that relationship, whether it's a client, whether it's a partner, whether it's an employee, long run, it's going to suck you down and drain you. So the biggest thing, the biggest advice that I wish I had and that I would give is to spend some time thinking about that and figuring out where your middle path is, where you're both gritty and kind of graceful, going with the flow and really using the current, you know, surfing the waves, using what's kind of flowing in your life to your advantage as opposed to forcing things that are out of alignment, out of the flow, because it seems like that's in alignment with your goals, but really maybe your goals don't see the big picture, if that makes sense. No, no, that makes that. Yeah, that makes absolute complete sense. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Excellent. Okay. Question number seven is what is your definition of success? Mm, I love it. So my definition of success is so, so simple these days that, you know, it sounds silly and, you know, sometimes I, I, I explain things in different ways depending on my audience, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be vulnerable right now and I'm going to just say it like it is and and know that it's going to not make sense perhaps to to some of 
mm-hmm. some of your listeners, some of your tribe. Mm-hmm. But my definition of success now is being in the present moment, working my tail off mm-hmm. at whatever is in front of me with love and enthusiasm, right? Mm-hmm. So wherever I am, whatever situation I find myself in, success to me is being in that moment and making magic happen, right? Like coming at it, no matter how unexpected or painful or small, right? Little moments, right? You're on the street, you run into someone that you just can tell on their face that they need help, right? Like being in that small moment, as opposed to being in my head maybe and and thinking about a deal I'm trying to get done, the company I'm building, all of that. To me, success is being in the present moment with love and enthusiasm and working hard wherever with whatever I am in that moment. And that to me is success because when I look back, what I know now about life and, and, and death and being at the end of it all, it's, it's really, you know, loving and relationships. And if you follow that, you will build greatness on a larger scale, right? You will create whatever big company or success, you know, outward success that you're meant to. Because mm-hmm. if we follow that, then we're going to start having all these synergies and we're going to be running into people on the street that are meant to help us in some way that we couldn't have imagined, right? Or that yeah. we can help in some way that then leads to a bigger business deal. Like it's it's crazy now, the synergies that I experience being in the present moment mm-hmm. and following that and how good it feels and how positive it is. And when I'm not in that, how it comes back and bites me. Yeah. You know, it, it, it bites me. So my definition of success has... Who has shifted greatly in the yeah. last few years, you yeah. know, and I, I know that some people are like, what the heck? But that's, that's the honest answer. But no, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I asked the question. It's, it's, it's my number one rule is mm-hmm. you've got to define what it means to you. And I think is, is depending on your experiences, mm-hmm. it should be a fluid thing. You know, because what you, when, when you were, you know, I, when I was super ambitious when I was young, um, actually I was in, I was a dichotomy. I was super ambitious and bonus lazy. Um, but <laughs> you're when, probably cut off from yeah, your passion. Yeah. Right? yeah. So when is, uh, yeah. So when I was kind of like left school, there was this picture in my head of what success meant. Sure. Now, sure. And society gives us that, right? Absolutely. Where our culture is wired. We, oh, okay. Absolutely. So <laughs> that's it, how I'm good enough. Okay. <laughs> yes. Perfect. And it was, you know, you listen to the personal development people and it's the fast cars, the big, the private planes, the big, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're pursuing something that doesn't really resonate with you, but that's mm-hmm. what success means. So bang, that's what you go and pursue. But it wasn't until you go through your life lessons that you and you start to get that courage and you start to surrender to certain things and you start going, do you know what? Actually, that's not what it means. This is actually what it means now. One thing shifts that is children. You know, mm-hmm. you start looking at things in a very different way or yeah. or when you start meeting meeting the right person and, uh, you know, and your relationships start to change. It's, mm-hmm. You have to have that as you keep using the word awareness mm-hmm. to sort of look at that and go, do you know what? I need to change. I need to, I need to mm-hmm. move it in order for the path to be more easier than mm-hmm. more. Yeah, and facing difficult. death, right? Yeah, facing yeah. the fact that this, we're only here for, for a finite time yeah. and really like really sit with that, really absorb that. Like I'm going to die. Everyone I love is going to die. Yeah. And then once you really, really sit with that, like, all right, 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The, the cars and the money and, and the cool thing is the cars and the money and all that outward stuff that comes, yeah. you know, like if, if you are living your highest life, right. If you're mm. showing up in the moment, if you have good relationships with people, if you're, if you're being of service to people, if you're helping other people yeah. make money, right. Yeah. Then, then you're going to make money too. Like that just yeah. naturally, it naturally blossoms. So I, yeah. I love all the things you're saying. Absolutely. Brilliant. Okay. So we're going to go on to question eight now, which is the, um, the life lessons. So mm. you get an opportunity to pick a number between one and 50 and we will see what lesson that pops up. Four. Four. Continuous learning. Bam. <laughs> so it is, you know, one thing that's always come up, it's it's something that I used to refuse to want to do when I was when I was younger. Um uh-huh. mainly because of the challenges of dyslexia and my own belief of my own intelligence. Mm-hmm. But it's when you start to to look at things and realize that if you wanna if you wanna change your circumstance, if you wanna change the way you're feeling, if you wanna change you know, the job that you're in, or if you want to go and do something, you have to create that space to be continuously learning. And every time I ask, it's one reason why I ask that question. Number one is, is I haven't had one person yet go, I don't, I know, I know everything. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm at that place where, you know, I am Yoda kind of like yeah. thing and i'm just wondering well, yoda would know yoda yeah, exactly. would know that you can't know everything yeah exactly yeah so it's a what, new moment it's a whole new moment it is. <laughs> something changed so what i'm just wondering um how do you feel about that ah uh, no i love it i mean i there's so many we could have a whole 45 minute mm. hour you know conversation yeah. just around that one point i mean it's just it's true let's just say it's true <laughs> it's it's um it's Life is about growth and evolution. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's part, you know, that's, that, that is life, mm-hmm. right? There is this flow that as we experience it, right? We experience life in this linear kind of way, like yesterday, today, tomorrow way. Um, and that continuous learning, that continuous growth is being in the flow and we're going to be moving one way or the other, right? We're not ever going to be staying stagnant. And so you're either getting stronger or you're getting weaker. Mm. You're either learning or mm. you're losing. Yeah. Right. And it, it, there is there, you're going whether one yeah, way or yeah. the other, whether you like it or not, Yeah, <laughs> you, you can put your head in the sand and deny, and deny it all day long. Yeah. It isn't going to change the reality no. that this is a continuous moving process. Mm. And so just on the most fundamental you know, level learning, it's, it's a new moment. Things have changed. And from a business perspective, I mean, the landscape is constantly changing. I was out of the workforce for eight years mm-hmm. when I became a mom. I mean, I did, you know, entrepreneurial things, but not really, you know, social marketing, none of that stuff, content yep. marketing, none of that. Um, so just, if you just look from the most fundamental nuts and bolts level mm-hmm. to be successful in business, I mean, obviously, right? Like things are constantly new apps, new tools, you know, it's just constant. So yeah. If you don't embrace that, mm. life is going to be quite a struggle, yeah. <laughs> quite, quite a struggle until yeah. you realize that, you know, having an open mind, committing to this process of growth and learning um, is such a fundamental tenant to, to any kind of ease and beauty in your life. So, yeah, I'm all in on that one. Brilliant. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Pamela, it's been an absolute joy having you on the show. Um, can you, the floor is yours to let people oh, know you. how they can find out more about you and where they can get the book. 
Absolutely. So the book is called Find More Strength, Five Pillars to Unlock Unlimited Power and Happiness. And you can get it on Amazon. There's also a workbook that goes along with it. Apologize. I'm supposed to be waking up right now. Uh, Oh, you're definitely awake. Yeah, I am awake. I am so awake. It's fabulous. Um, So the book is on Amazon and I have a website, which is goldevolution.com. And there's a bunch of freebies there. There's going to be a welcome page, I think, that you share with this podcast that will take you to um, a bunch of freebies. You can get the first chapter of my book. You can get um, a seven-minute morning meditation. Meditation is a huge practice. It's really transformative. So I Mm -hmm. I try to encourage people to do that. You can get a free one. Um, And then I also give a guide for breathing, which may sound like, what? But there's some fundamental things that we can do with our breath to control our mind and to get our mind to be more cooperative. So that's something I love to to share with people too. So going to my website, goldevolution.com, and I'm happy to talk about this stuff anytime. So, you know, if you have any questions, go to my website, reach out. I'd love to chat with anything that that, that resonated, you know, from, from this with you. Brilliant. Thanks very much. And also I'll put all of that information on the show notes as well. So it, I am just left with one thing, and that is to wish you the greatest success. Oh, thank you. You too, Jeff. I really, really appreciate you having me on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. So first of all, just let me say a huge thank you for tuning in or subscribing to the show. I'm very grateful for that. If you have any suggestions of topics that you would like to to suggest that we have on the show or perhaps you want to give me feedback of uh, of what you think about the show then you can send any emails to podcast at jeffnicholson.co.uk I love hearing from you and your feedback really does help me make the show better so if you want to find out more about me or how I can assist you to live the exceptional life then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk Or you can follow me on Twitter, look for GN Coach, or on all other social media sites, I am Jeff Nicholson UK. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you've also enjoyed the show, can I invite you to pop over to iTunes and give us a rate and review, as it really does help make the podcast more visible to increase its audience. I look forward to speaking to you next week, and I want to take this time to wish you the greatest success. Take care.